Hello and welcome to another episode of the Peace, Purpose, and Prosperity podcast. I am your host, Life Coach Sharika Dunstan, and today I am joined by my Life Coach bestie, Ingrid Smith. Welcome to the show, Ingrid. Hello, thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you here. So a little background on Ingrid. She is the owner of Your Therapeutic Solutions, LLC. Um, She's a licensed clinical social worker, but she's also a clinical supervisor and a coach. So she is offering quality and affordable therapy, life coaching, clinical supervision, and consultation to those individuals, social workers, and mental health professionals who want to accomplish their personal goals and flourish within their desired field of practice. So you're out here doing good work for the people. I am doing my best. I'm trying. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. And the thing is, you are trying and succeeding. Yes, ma'am. I am. I am. Okay. So we are chatting about peace. And I'm so interested to get the perspective of a therapist on peace. So how would you define peace, Ingrid? Oh my God, peace is so broad. Um, I want to say peace is soothing. Um, Peace is, it's, well, let me tell you this. I'm not going to give you a textbook or a Webster definition of what peace is. I'm not going to do that. What I am going to tell you is what I feel as though peace can be. Um, Peace is most definitely a feeling. Um, It is um, mind, body, and spiritual. Um, Peace uh, can be soothing. It can uh, um, feel as though you are exhaling. Um, It can make you feel as though you are floating. Um, It can feel as though a weight has been lifted off of you. Um, It can also make you feel as though you are being comforted or comfortable. Um, It can make you feel as though you have zero Fs or or you have no zero. It's like zero Fs given. Um, I'm trying not to cuss. I'm trying to make this PG. So when I say zero Fs, I'm sure that you all know what that means. peace means as though it is like yo I'm okay I'm good um that in my mind is what peace is um peace is 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 that feeling where you are okay with or without it um peace is something that you seek peace Peace is something that is something that you continuously seek. So it's not something that you get it one time and you good. Um, Peace is something that I think that we all seek. Um, It is continuous. You always have to seek it. Um, And it's something that it is something that you strive for in everything that you do, whether it be your home life, your work life, your spiritual life, um, even in your relationships and your kids, um, in your um, 
with your mates. Um, it, it, it's that thing that you want that you crave. To me, that's what peace is. Man, I hope they were really paying attention because you dropped a lot of gems. And one that really stuck out to me is when you said peace is a feeling. And you know, I think I will title this episode Peace is a Feeling um, because a lot of people, you know, they're trying to understand what peace is and they try to describe it. And, you know, they may hear from friends and family describing it one way, but by saying it's a feeling, like that just, you know, brings another dimension to what peace is. Yeah. I like yeah, that. most definitely. Um, you know, when I sit here and I, I think about it, you know, peace is just not one thing. Um, the, it, it, it's popping up in my head like it's not a monolith. It's not that one thing. It's a whole lot of things. Um, and p- I think people have to realize that it's, it's a whole lot of things and you're ever, and it's something that we search for in everything. Um, and once we realize that, um, we can understand it and peace means different things to different people in different situations. So my peace may not be the same thing to me as it is for you. You know what I'm saying? So when I have, when I say this is peaceful to me, it may not translate to be peaceful for you. You know what I'm saying? So I can't define my peace like you would define your peace because that may not be the same thing. You are so right. Like peace is not one size fits all. Oh no, ma'am. You know, we all have different things that bring peace to us. And that yes. makes us feel calm and at ease. And, you know, another thing you said earlier, um, you talked about mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And also soul, mind, body, spirit, and soul. Okay, so, wow. You know, that's on so many levels and dimensions. So let's just talk about peace in the body. Can you talk more to that? Um, Sure. I think peace in the body is that for me, and I can only really define it for myself or, yeah, I can only really define it like when I, when people come to me and they're like, Ingrid, I just want to be at peace in my body. I mean, it just means that, you know, you don't want to be stressed out over anything. I don't, I don't want my blood pressure to be high because I'm stressed out over something else, or I don't want my soul to be, you know, stressing me out. Um, Or I just want to be at peace with how my body looks. You know, when people look in the mirror and they're looking at their body and they're like, you know what, I don't like the way that my body looks. You're not, in my mind, you're not at peace with your body. It's almost like body positivity. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, because your spirit is vexed, your hair is falling out and you're not happy with that. You're not happy that your edges are gone. You know what I'm saying? You're not happy with that. So you have to be at peace with how you look. And when you're not at peace with how you look, you need to change that. So it's like peace is connected with a whole lot of different things. So if you're stressed out um, because your spirit is stressed out, then you need to fix that um, so your body could be at peace. So your face is not breaking out. So your stomach is settled. And, and, and so all of those other things can be okay. Oh my goodness. You know, 
that just brought so many things into perspective for me. Like it's all connected. So, you know, the things that are happening in your body, they're actually connected to what's happening in your spirit, in your soul, in your mind. Um, And it reminded me of a time I had this awful job and it wasn't always awful, but toward the end, it got really, really bad. And it got to the point I couldn't sleep at night. And I had this horrible insomnia because, you know, I didn't have peace about the situation. Mm. And because I couldn't sleep and um, even during like my normal waking hours, I would find myself like binging on chocolate. Like I love Mm. chocolate. But because, you know, I was overindulging, you know, I had consequences in my body. I started gaining weight. I ended up with a medical diagnosis that felt like it came out of nowhere but honestly I know where it came from it came from the stress of the job and not having yes. there and then you know things started happening to my body wow yeah I think it's all connected I mean it's I don't think it takes a rocket science to a, a rocket scientist to 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 figure that out. I mean, first of all, let me, I always put out that disclaimer. I'm no doctor. I'm no nurse. You know, I'm a therapist. I'm a social worker. You know, that's my lane and I stick to it. But at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't take, you know, the smartest person in the world to realize that, you know, it all connects, you know, when you eat, when you eat sugar and shit, I'm sorry, when you eat inappropriate things, you know, it got to come out somewhere. It, it impacts you, you know, it, it comes out in your pores. It comes out, you know, your teeth are bad, you know, it comes out, it, it is connected, but when you feed your body healthy things, it makes your body healthy. You know what I'm saying? It's like high blood pressure when you're eating salt and high fat, you know, your blood pressure is out of control. Your weight becomes out of control. So that's why you have to eat, you have to feed your body healthy food so your body can be healthy, so your mental health can be healthy. You can't sit here and look at negativity on the TV and listen to negative things on the radio and and think that your mental health is going to be healthy. That does, that's not how that works. Listen, somebody needed to hear all of this. You have to ingest healthy things to get healthy outcomes. It sounds so simple, but it's so hard for some of us when we are in the middle of chaos, honestly, you know, whether that's in your relationship, at your job, just internally, you know, um, we do things that are counterproductive, but and we that is- for different results. And that's even for peace. Like, so for myself, for me personally, um, I have to maintain peace. I have to get peace. I have to have a peaceful situation within my life. So I can't tell you the last time I've looked at the news. I can't. I can't tell you. I don't listen to, you know, trap music, you know, intentionally. Like, I may hear it because my car pulls up to a, to another car that may be listening to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't tell you that I have a Cardi, a Cardi B CD on rotation in my house. I can't tell you that. Now, what I can tell you is I listen to smooth jazz. I can tell you that I have a rotation of gospel music. I can tell you that I have, you know, rotation of, 
love songs and you know and all of that other good stuff soothing records and things of that nature I can tell you that because that is what generates peace in my life I need that I need that that wholesome stuff because I'm that's what generates peace for me because what you listen to and what you consume generates peace but when you're listening to, you know, I'm finna kill such and such, you know what I'm saying? Roddy, Roddy, boom, boom. You know, that that does something to your spirit. You are so right. Because I'll tell you what, if I'm listening to trap music and driving down the interstate, my whole demeanor is different compared to when I'm listening to some 90s R&B or to some gospel music. You know, right? Like, and I don't mess with messy people because that messiness generates a messy spirit. I need peaceful people. I hear you on that. I like to be around the peaceful folks myself, you know, and, and I'll just say this. Um, now, I'm not a therapist, you know, I'm not clinically trained in that way, but I Girl, will stop. <laughs> But I will say that, you know, um, I'm not going to tell someone you can never listen to certain things. You can never watch certain things because I feel as though you can have harmony in certain situations. But yes. when those things start to consume you, like I yes. love that music when I'm exercising. It helps me go harder. It gets, you know, my blood pumping, my heart rate goes up, but I reserve it for when I'm exercising. Yes. Now, again, okay, so let me preference it balance is everything balance is everything you know what I'm saying and I will admit I have good balance in my life and I'm not saying that you should not you know take all of that away let me be clear no I'm not saying take all of that away what I am saying is have balance in your life so when you start leaning too heavy on one side sometimes you got to pull back I believe in evaluating your life. I am always self-evaluating my life. Like right now, I'm in a period of quietness. So in my, in January, when we have a fresh year, so when January pops through, I start evaluating. I go very, I go very much internal inside myself and I go quiet and I look at everything. I do a self, self-assessment on everything that's going on my job, my relationships, um, my, the people that I hang out with, my platonic relationships, my romantic relationships, everything that I have going on. And I ask myself, am I putting too much energy in this? And then I ask myself, is this a balanced situation? Is this causing peace in my life or is this causing chaos in my life? And then I ask, then I have to ask God in the universe and the atmosphere, is this something that I need to eliminate? Woo, yes. Come on. Because, the, because again, I have to have peace in my life. And let me tell you why. Because I, the way I'm set up and the way my anger management is set up, I can't go there. I'm too old to be in somebody jail. And I'm just being very honest. I got too much to lose. So I have to constantly search for peace and balance because I need that. I need peace. When people ask, what do you need? I need peace. I need peace. I need serenity and I need balance in order to survive. So January, I make a plan, I evaluate, I constantly evaluate what's going on in my life. And then in February, 
I make a plan. And then in March, I start, you know, um, taking action, you know, but that's a different conversation. We're talking about peace. <laughs> but no, so, but no. And so I, and that's what I have to do. I have to get and find that peace and I have to evaluate things. And if it's not if it's not suitable, if it's not generating peace, if it's not giving me peace, I have to let that go. I have to put that on the back burner because peace is what I need. And if it's not giving me peace, if it's giving me hell, if it's taking away from my peace, I got to let that go. Life is too short. Yes. And it's enough stuff in this world that's causing us hell. I don't need somebody to give me more hell. I don't need hell on earth. Amen, somebody. But you're so right. And it's so important for us to evaluate our lives and to reflect on things and how they're going in our lives. You know, I tell people a lot. I have the spirit of quit. And people don't expect that from me as a life coach and a social worker. They expect me to say, you know, never give up, keep pushing. I'm like, Mm. no, 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 no. no. I will quit Mm -hmm. anything. I will walk away from anything that Mm -hmm. robs me of my peace. Because I've been in situations where I tried to stay and it tormented me and it was not worth it. And I struggled in so many different ways. But now, honey, no, if you're Mm -hmm. robbing me of my peace, if I don't feel serenity and the calmness, like it's time to go Bye. see you later. My cutoff game is so strong in every area of my life because that's how much peace means to me. Yes. And I had to learn that. And that was something that I had to learn. Um, In my 20s, I was always trying to work something out. I was always trying to bend over backwards and work things out, work things out. But when I turned 30, I said, "Mm -mm, I'm not working anything out. Um, And then when I hit 35, I was like, I'm not working nothing out, you know, and I, I, I found me some scissors and I started cutting things out because it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth my peace. And I kept finding myself in situations that were so toxic, that were literally toxic. And once I realized what toxic relationships were, I was like, I can't do this. It was doing a disservice to me and it was literally killing me, like killing me. And so once I realized that I deserved better, that I was worth it, Mm-mm. peace over everything, peace yeah. over everything. And that's when I realized that peace was a constant thing. It was a constant thing that I had to consistently work to gain. I had to consistently search for it and work for it. And I had to consistently evaluate people in my life because I would, I would be the person because I'm so loyal. Oh, this person had been in my life since high school. I grew up with this person, you know, da, 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 da. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. no, those people could be, I could, I could have shared a, a tip with this person. No, you got to go. That means nothing. It means nothing at all. Like, and I understand the loyalty thing. You know, I'm a Virgo. Virgos tend to be very loyal to people, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes to a fault. And 
I had to learn to, you know, let things go. Like you don't have to fight for everything because, you know, if you're fighting, do you really have peace? Like, is it even worth it? No, it's not. I'll answer that question for you. It is not. I had to learn how to be by myself. And once I learned how to be by myself, I learned how to be my own best friend. I learned how to love me really, really well. And no, mm -mm. no, peace. That's when I learned that peace was mind, body and spirit and soul. And once I understood that, I've been the best, I've been, I've been on a really good road. I've been on the best road and I've been able to be a better clinician. I've been able to be a better friend. I've been able to be a better daughter. I've been able to be a better uh, companion. I've been able to be a better everything. You know, finding that peace makes a difference and accepting and loving yourself makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Because again, like we said, we had stated earlier, peace is connected to so many things. You know what I'm saying? Because once I once I started looking in the mirror and I wasn't at peace with how I looked, so then wasn't when I wasn't at peace with how I looked, I had to change it. So then I started going to the gym. And so when I wasn't at peace with how I looked, I had to change how I ate. And then I had to change how I interacted with people. And then I had to change and then I had to change and then I had to change. And it was like, uh, it was an effect all the way around. You know what I mean? It was, and so I had to change a whole lot of stuff. And again, it wasn't easy, but it was like a ripple effect. It wasn't easy, but it was so necessary. It was so necessary. It was so necessary. And so then I had to, and then in order for me to be at peace, I had to face a lot of ugly stuff. Because then you start digging, right? To be at peace, sometimes you got to open up that Pandora's box. And then, you know, I found myself in therapy. And then I had to start dealing with some of that stuff. And then I had to start healing from some of that stuff. And then I had to start forgiving myself and forgiving other people. I mean, it was a ripple effect. Yes. And it's, you know, it's a journey. And I think people are sometimes a bit confused, especially about folks who are in your position, who are therapists, you know, they assume that oh you have it all together you know everything mm. you don't need to get help no I tell all my therapist friends like yo you should probably go to therapy I tell all my social worker friends honey sweetie you need your own social worker <laughs> sometimes therapists are the, the the worst the most hurt people just like some doctors are some of the sickest people now that's a word but you know um and I, I have to say this because I'm a big proponent and advocate for therapeutic services. Um, I'm in therapy right now. I see my therapist every other week and I love her so much. She is an amazing Black woman in private mm -hmm. practice and 
she honestly brings so much joy to my life. And I'm so happy that I found her. And I found her at one of the darkest times in my life when I was Mm -hmm. dealing with that horrible job that was like driving me crazy. Um, But even though I left the job and, you know, I have a new job now, I still meet with her because sometimes there are things inside of me I need to work through, work on, and I need someone to hold that mirror up like, look, girl, what are you Mm -hmm. doing? Let's think about this. Let's talk through this. Let's find some strategies. And it helps me keep my peace. Yes. 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 That is part of, as I stated before, like I said before, continuously searching for peace. That's part of the process. You're so right. And, you know, you mentioned before how, you know, this whole peace journey has made you a better person overall. And I can honestly say I have become a better friend because I'm a loner and I've been a loner um, since forever. Once again, probably Mm -hmm. the Virgo in me, but that's okay. That's another conversation for another day. But um, talking to my therapist and working through some of my own internal issues with relating to people sometimes, and I know it sounds crazy. I'm a whole life coach, a whole social worker, but you know, it's easy to work with people when I'm providing a service, but sometimes just relating to people as a friend is hard for me and communicating with people because of my expectations. So, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. just working through my communication with people and my, yes. honestly, with people and just learning how to be a good friend and learning, like, I don't have to say everything that comes to mind because oh, honestly, wow. my judgments as a Virgo, <laughs> Like they don't matter to other people's lives. That's their life to live, you know? And to be a friend, you're just there. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're telling people to go do crazy things, but we're all adults. And just, you know, letting go of my expectations for other people and just being there. So yeah, it's helped me to be a better friend. Hey, you know, when we first met, I, you know how I, I get down with you on that. I'm a tourist, so I get you. I get you. I tell people all the time, I'm an introvert with extrovert um, tendencies. Like, I really don't like people, but, you know, hey, I deal with them. I get paid to deal with them. It is what it is. So I I, I completely understand. I get you. Um, I think what it is when it comes to that, um, it's hard dealing with people. And I think when it comes to people like us, we need that comfort to be a we need that comfort we need to be in comfortable places and spaces and we need the comfort of someone that we trust to help us when it comes to dealing with other people because we will say the first thing that comes out of our mouth and we don't hear ourselves saying it you know what I'm saying mm-hmm and it and and we the way we say it, we think it's perfectly fine. And we just read somebody to fill. Yes. And we don't even realize it. And we just like, huh? And then it and it messes up the whole dynamic of the relationship forever. And Definitely. now we're like, what happened? And now it yeah, it's crazy. It really is like you just 
summed up most of my life because, you know, I'll just say whatever comes to mind. Well, I used to say whatever would come to mind, offend people. And I'm like, how are you offended? I was just telling the truth. I was trying to help you. And then all of a sudden we're not friends anymore. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's like, well, at least I said it to your face. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I then our pieces all messed up. Yeah. Our pieces just jacked up. up. And then the whole loyalty thing, but I was a good friend and I, I had fun with you. And now it's like over, over one little conversation. Mm. But you know, that's why you have to constantly search for peace and figure out what's disturbing your peace in different scenarios and situations with different people and actually work to overcome those things. Because we can, you know, be like, I mean, I was right. And, um, you know, just not think about people, not really care. Um, and I'm not saying you have to care about everything about people and their opinions and whatnot. And I'm not even saying you have to say, oh, you're wrong and apologize profusely, but you have to figure out, you know, um, if you're creating some of these problems yourself, especially when yes. you start to see a pattern. And I definitely saw the pattern and, you know, that's why I saw a solution to find peace and harmony in that portion of my life. Most definitely. And, and, and again, you're correct. I mean, I could go on and on about that, but yes, most definitely. Um, I think sometimes we also have to understand that there is a lot of stigma when it comes to seeking peace um, and how to seek peace. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and I, and this popped up in my head, <coughs> excuse me. A lot of times people say, just pray about it, go to church, pray about it, you know, um, lean towards the Lord and he will give you all the peace that you need. And that bothers me on many levels that that bothers me. Um, and I have to, and I have to profess that I am not the most religious person in the world most definitely I am spiritual and I was most definitely raised in the church um and I I do have I was raised in the church and I am spiritual I'll leave it at that I'll put a whole period there because I get that's a whole nother story um so I would like to tell people that don't allow people to judge you how you seek your peace um, if you have to go and get a therapist, get you a therapist. If you have to go, um, and go to the mosque, go to the mosque. If you need to go to the Buddhist temple and meditate, go to the Buddhist temple and meditate. If you want to go to the gym to find your peace, go find your peace. Your peace may look different. You may have to patchwork your peace. I know for myself, I wake up at 4, 4.15 in the morning to go to the gym. And that is where my peace starts. And then I go to work. And then from work, I do my eight-hour day. I come home. I do my private practice. Um, and I do a little writing. My peace continues there. Um, I also seek out the services of a therapist and my peace continues there. Um, 
I talk to my kid. Um, my peace continues there because she's a part of my peace. Um, and then I, I do other things. Like I try to go when the weather is good here in the Midwest, I try to go outdoors to seek some more peace. Um, I listen to music. I get my peace a little bit from there. Um, peace look, getting peace and obtaining peace. It looks a little bit different. Um, so that is how I seek peace. You know what I'm saying? To, to clear my mind and my soul and, it, and to let some of that toxic toxicity out. Um, so it may look different how you may be able to release some of that toxicity to be able to, you know, get some of that to be able to release some of that toxic toxicity to be able to allow some of that peace to come in. It may look different. But don't allow somebody to dictate to you what your process should look like. That's all I'm saying. Don't allow somebody to say, well, baby, you just need to pray and this, that, and the third. Don't allow somebody to tell you what you may need to do. If you want to go, however, I was going to say something that was going to be real inappropriate. But the point is, Find whatever you need to find. Do whatever you need to do to find your peace. Because it's yours. Period. Definitely. It is such a personal process. And no one can give you like a prescription to, or directions to find your peace. And honestly, you have to connect with the you inside of you to figure yes. out what that looks like and what you need. And if you have a higher power, connect to your higher power, but that will require like some silence, some quietness, some stillness to listen and to yes. figure it out. Because honestly, it's already within you. You just have to tap into it to figure out exactly what, you know, your personal peace recipe is. Yes. So let me also clarify. Let me clarify because I don't think my last statement was clear enough. So within finding peace, you have to find it, but you also have to let go of toxic, the toxic energy, right? So when I go to the gym and I go hiking and, and things of that nature, that is me releasing the toxicness that I may have obtained throughout my day, throughout, you know, whatever, because I talk to people. So when I'm, I'm also get that negative energy. So when I'm having sessions, I get negative energy. When I go to work, I get negative energy. When I'm, you know, passing through environments, I may pick up negative energy. So I got to let that negative energy go, right? So that is how I release the negative energy. So I can also, so it'll make room for my peace. If, does that make sense? Did that I makes that a ton up? of sense um, because I'm the same way. Like you have to release that energy. And for me, it is by exercising. Like yes. you, know, you wake up at four, I wake up at five to exercise. Um, when it's warm outside, I exercise outside so I can feel closer to nature. Yes. You know, and just feel that peace a little bit more. But it's so important because we are interacting with different spirits in all yes. places. So, yes. you know. You got to be real yes. careful with that. And you got to get that negative energy out. 
Yes. And so that's what I wanted to add was, was that we have to make room for that piece. So in order to make sure that we have enough room for that piece, we need to be sure that we let some of that toxic energy and that out uh, that we pick up every day, because we do pick up toxic energy every day. Um, and we got to let it go because if we don't let it go, um, it builds up and and we all noticed it. We may not be conscious of it, but we noticed it. It's like, have you ever been around somebody who's been in a bad mood and the next thing you know, your mood is kind of funky? That's toxic energy. Have you ever, um, let's just say you ever wanted, um, have you ever been happy or whatever? Um, and then next thing you know, you watched a sad movie and then next thing you know, you're crying at the end of the movie. That's sad energy. You know, energy transfers. And in in order to for that not to build up in our spirit, we gotta let that go so we can have room for our peace. Because if not, that builds up within us. And that will change how we that will change us and that will change how we view things. It sure will. It sure will. And I'm glad you said that. Um because sometimes people just focus on like peace as a destination and they don't really think about all of the energy transfers and all the things, you know, we are encountering that will, you know, interfere with our peace. So mm-hmm. it's so important. And as you said before, like it all works together. You have mm-hmm. to pay attention to some things on different levels. Most definitely, especially in a, and you know, and I think, you know, if anyone is listening to this, who is, who, you know, who's going into coaching, um, who may be new coaches or who may be working with people or whomever, or whatever the case may be, you know, you got to look into that. Like, I know when I was new into the field, I never did really understand that. I never really did grasp that. Um, and I would always wonder like, man, why did my behavior change? Or, you know, I was in a good mood until I ran across such and such. And then it wasn't until, you know, I got a little bit more experience and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. And so I would have to prepare myself um, until I was experienced enough to be able to learn how to build that wall. Um, but that's a whole different conversation and, you know, but yeah, but it's an important conversation. You must figure out how to build the wall. And, you know, I've had, um, conversations with folks who've talked about my walls, but I'm like, y'all don't understand. I am a whole empath out here and transferring all that stuff is real. And I have to protect myself. And as a new coach, you have to put protections in place so that, you know, your peace is not interfered with, that your spirit is not agitated by working with different people in different places in their lives. Um, So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want to get into it, I mean, most (laughs) definitely like learning how to be able to build that wall and most definitely have that internal um, boundary so your peace is not disturbed. So when you're talking to people and, and, and whatever they are projecting or whatever they are releasing doesn't penetrate you, that's most definitely important to have. Because I know, like, 
the majority of my my career and the majority of my work has been emergency work. So I'm dealing with people who are at their lowest. I'm dealing with people who are at, you know, their their darkest time. So the energy that they are releasing is the the worst of the worst, the darkest of the darkest. And if I'm not careful, I mean, it will have me just as, you know, at the lowest with them. I will be crying and bawling my tears, bawling my eyes out with them. So most definitely I have to be, you know, numb and detached. And you know, people would often ask me, you know, Ingrid, how can you be so detached? How can you be so numb? And I'm like, I have to be. Like, I have to be. Because if I'm not detached and if I'm not numb, I'm going to absorb that energy and I'm going to be just as depleted as them. And I'm going to be feeling everything that they are feeling and I'm not going to be able to do my job. And so I had this one person ask me, I mean, I've had many people ask me, you know, Ingrid, how did, how did you learn how to detach yourself? And I was like, I've learned to look at people who are in those situations or dealing with those, dealing with whatever issue that they are in. I, I can't look at them as people. I can't look at them as living, breathing people. I have to look at them as words. So literally as they're talking to me, I, I see words, I see words floating to me. I don't see people. And it's taking me, it's it took me years to do it, but I can do it. So as people are talking to me, I just see words floating to me. And I don't even see a person. It's like a textbook. It's like a living, breathing textbook coming to me and so that's how I'm able to detach and so that's how I'm able professionally able to deal with what I can deal with and I also have boundaries like I don't deal with children um I don't deal with babies um because babies have it's that's just something totally different I don't deal with babies um and that's my only no population but, and I don't deal with people, I don't deal with family, like, because that's something different. I don't deal with babies and I don't deal with family. But most definitely being able to have that wall protect, protects me and my peace when I'm in my professional life. Um, and I don't, when it comes to my job and my professional career, um, I do not cross that line so when there's something going on in my family when there is something going on um and I don't care how extended how close or how far the issue is I don't deal with it at all like my family I already know don't call Ingrid she ain't finna get into this because I'm not because I, I don't I'm I'm not the professional I'm just one of y'all I don't know I don't know how to do none of that and I tell them, I don't know. Did y'all call a social worker? Did I did y'all call a therapist? Matter of fact, did y'all call 911? I don't know. Because I can't deal with it. I, I'm I turn into the regular human being. And that's such a great thing. And I wish more people 
um, would, you know, realize that it's okay to have boundaries. Having boundaries does not make you a bad person. Having boundaries with your family members is okay. You know, um, I interact with a lot of new life coaches and they want to coach everybody. And I'm like, look, you don't have to coach everybody. You will burn Mm -hmm. yourself out. Find a population or a couple populations you feel comfortable with, but you don't have to open yourself up to every single person who needs help. Mm -mm. No, you can't. You can't. You cannot. Like, um, I would say, like, if you want to practice, like, if you have, if you want to practice something, like, just to see what it sounds like, I can see that on one end. But to actually provide a service? Oh, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because that's, it's, so much can go happen and so much can go wrong. I wouldn't do that. Mm-mm. And then also, you know, you will burn yourself out and then you will become frustrated because people may not take you serious. and They won't take you as serious as you will want them to take you. And then money being involved and this, that, and the third. Mm-mm. That's not a good look. It is not. What You know, it, it's funny because I've had people who are like close, like, oh, coworkers ask me to coach them. And I'm like, I can't coach you. Like, I can give you some tips. I can be an accountability partner. You know, if you want to buy a product from me, I will sell you the product, but I can't be your coach. You know, Mm-mm. we were coworkers. And even mm-hmm. that's a firm boundary for me. And it helps me to protect all of my peace. Most definitely. I wouldn't even do that. I know. And I, and I would even tell, I would go as far as saying this. If somebody wants practice, give your services away for free. Find somebody out there who wants, you know, do a couple of pro bono sessions. You know, say... Give them like three or four pro bono sessions and, you know, do a trial and error or something like that. But don't, don't know. There's so many other ways that you can get out there and practice or, or something else, but don't do it with family because family, mm-mm. Mm-mm. they're family. That's they're, it. They're right. not clients. <laughs> they're, they're not clients. And, and then I just sit here and I think about it on the ethical side of, of working with family. And I remember, you know, going to Howard when I was, when I was in Howard and I had a a teacher who who taught a whole class about it. Like, it's not, it's not a good look. Um, Family is different. You know, family will treat you differently. Um, Family looks at you as though, as you are family. Um, and family may not take the advice that you have and, and family won't respect you the same way that they will if you were someone else. No, that's not a boundary that I would do. <sighs> Look at us. We're talking about everything at this point. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. You know, um, you opened the door a little bit and I was like, okay, let's walk through it. But, um, <laughs> but it's all good. You know, I could talk to you all day. Right, because you're my bestie. Exactly. So, we've said a lot. You've taught the people a lot. Hopefully they were taking notes or at least paying attention. 
Any last words of wisdom for our listeners who are trying to find peace? Um, what I would say about peace is peace is personal. As I stated before, what is peaceful to me may not be peaceful to you. Um, and it's a personal journey. But the key word is, it's a journey. It is mind, body, spirit, and soul. And take your time and finding it. Get some help in finding it if you need. And just know that once you start looking for it, it's going to be everything. It's going to be everything. It's going to be it's it's going to be everything. It's going to be like It's going to be like when you're in an airplane and you're in the clouds and you're like, oh my God. And you're sitting here just in awe of God's beauty because you're sitting here and you're looking at all these clouds in the sky and you're like, man, this is magnificent. That's how peace is. And then you're just sitting here like, man, God makes some beautiful work. That's how peace is. Once you get it, you just want it to last forever. But it takes work. And you have to make sure that you're willing to do that work to get it. That's all I got. I love it. That was such like a beautiful picture to imagine. So Ingrid, how can the listeners find you online? Oh my goodness. Online? I yeah, like so you have a website. Instagram. Oh, okay. Um, I do have a website. Um for anybody who wants to get in contact with me, who wants to um to reach out to me, they can go to my uh, professional website because my personal one, I talk too much crap. Um, my professional website is um, Your Therapeutic Solutions. So www.yourtherapeuticsolutions.com. Um, and there, that is where I am. Um, and you can go there. Um, I provide therapy. I provide supervision. I provide life coaching. I provide consultation. And if you just have some general questions, you can most definitely send me a email. Um, and yeah, that's where I, that's where I be living professionally. Awesome. And I will include that link 
in the description of the podcast so you all can check out her professional home online and, you know, contact her for some services. So thank you again, Ingrid, for being my guest today. It was a pleasure speaking with you as usual. Um, And listeners, thank you for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Peace, Purpose, and Prosperity podcast with Life Coach Sharika.